Father, we just want to thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for all your lavish goodness in our life. Thank you for all your love, your mercy. Thank you for your hand upon us, on our little ones. Thank you for your protection, your preservation. Thank you for your provision. Thank you, Lord, for your guidance and navigation in our life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Today, we want to dedicate this time once again into your hands. And we ask, Lord, that you come and speak to each one of us, your, your beloved children. Lord, come and reveal your heartbeat to us. Lord, ready us for a glorious year ahead, Lord, to see your glory, your glory revealed through us and through our lives, Lord, in, in unprecedented ways. We thank you for that today, Lord. Bless the reading of your word. Bless the preaching and the ministry of your word. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, come and anoint each word and to empower each, each thought and concept from you, Lord, and bring them deep into our hearts as good seeds falling on good grounds that will bear much fruit unto your glory. We give you praise, honor, thanksgiving in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone say, Amen, Amen. Are you ready? Are we ready to read the scripture together? I, I want to start with reading this beautiful psalm in uh, Psalm 100. We, we're going to do it together, all right, as a family. All right, let's go. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. 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 So today I want to speak about thankfulness, the, the blessedness of thankfulness. Thankfulness as expressed in this, in this scripture is, is the attitude of gratitude. Everybody say attitude of gratitude. It is a virtue that both pleases God and attracts His blessings. You know that? God is so pleased when, when we as His children are grateful and thankful for all that He is, all that He has given us, all that he's, He has done or is doing and will do. God, God is so pleased by thankfulness and God is attracted by thankfulness. And in verse, that's why in verse 4, in verse 4, it implies that it says here, we are to enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. We are to give thanks to Him and praise His name. You know what that means? What that means is that we should always approach God with thanksgiving. Don't come to Him grumbling, you know, whining. You know, it's not nice to hang around someone who is always whiny and always needy, right? If you don't like that, how much do you think God likes that? You know, but God said, you enter my gate with thanksgiving. That means don't come in even unless you come in with a grateful heart, right? All right? It implies that we are to approach Him with thankfulness and, we, and a thankfulness expressed in praise and worship. It says, enter His gates with thanksgiving and His course with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. And God loves that when we approach Him with thankfulness. Are you a thankful person? I believe that all of us parents here in our midst, we can most identify with this concept of, of with, the, with the suggestion of, of the beauty of gratitude because we have children. <laughs> right? Who, who are parents here? Can you just wave your hands? Wave your hands. Right? Wow. A lot of us are parents here. You know? you know that we can identify with that, right? How attracted we are to gratitude from our children. You know? When our children are thankful, when our children are thankful and appreciative for what we give or do for them, it pleasures us to, to sacrifice even more for them. Do you all agree? You know, when, when a kid would, would, would always show thankfulness that, Papa, I really want to thank you for all the provision that you've ever given me in my life. Whoa! Surely flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but the Father in heaven. I mean, you're like so moved, you know, my son, oh, my son, whatever, lah. you know, I'm like, like you're... Parents know that especially when your kids are appreciative or give you a hug, mommy. I just want to thank you for being you. Oh, I would do anything for you, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, you, even though you don't say it, I know all parents feel that way. 
how much do you think God feels it, you know, when we come to Him and say, Papa, I love you. You're just so wonderful. I have not forgotten you. It is you who have give, put the breath in me to be alive even today. All right? You know, you can, you can be sure that God is pleased with that. And when our children are thankful and appreciative, you know, it motivates us to be willing to do even more for them. Now, you contrast that. You contrast that with children who are not thankful nor grateful. Don't, don't lift up your hands now, all right? Yeah. But God will look into your case if you cry out to Him today. Children who are not grateful or thankful, but have a, an attitude of entitlement, you know, that's very unlovable, right? You know, those who take for granted all your sacrifices for them, those who don't express gratitude when they're well provided for, but will complain or easily grumble when things don't go well for them, something they're not satisfied with. And that grieves the parents the most. I, 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 can, I can say that as a parent. Now, question is, how is your attitude before God? I want to ask today really to take a moment to reflect on this issue. How's your attitude before God? Do you actually do the same to God? Do you actually come to God intentionally to thank Him for all His goodness in your life and count your blessing? Or, or do you just, you know, go on with life, you know, like, like it is like it is normal. And then you only come to God when, when, when you have something to complain about. How come, Lord, am I bypassed for the promotion? Lord, are you even there? You know? And then you, don't, you don't, don't ever come to Him and say, thank you, Lord, for the power to create wealth. Thank you, Lord, for your provision, your constant faithful provision in my life. So you can hear in, at this moment, ouch, 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 in the spirit realm. You can hear, you know, oftentimes we get used to it. We get used to it and we take for granted God's blessing that He showered up upon our lives. Do you agree? Many a times, we can get used to it. So I want to ask of you today, do you have the attitude of gratitude or ingratitude? Because I feel that that's a question God is asking of us and wanting to, to remind us that He's the source of every good and perfect gift in our life. Everything good comes from Him. And so I want to ask of you, are you grateful for Him? Are you grateful to Him? Are you constantly mindful of His goodness towards you? Today, I want to awaken your gratefulness and your thankfulness all over again by the Word of God. Are you deliberate? Have you been deliberate in giving thanks to Him for all that He has done for you, all that He's given you, all that He's doing in your life? Are you, are you, do you, you have that as a habit? Do you know that Thanksgiving both pleases God and moves His heart. And today, He wants to talk to us about this. That's why the Bible has numerous scriptures that exhort us to, to thank God and to praise Him for all that He is and all that He has done for us. The Bible has many scriptures telling us that we must thank God, that we must be deliberate in coming to Him with thanksgiving. Psalms 75, I'm going to just examine a few quickly together. Like for example, Psalm 75 verse 1 that says, We give thanks to you, O God, and we, we give thanks. You are present and your miracles confirm that. That means we are, very, uh, we are always aware of what God is doing and always thanking Him for what He's doing. You can see His touch upon your life, the handiwork of God in, in you. you know, thank Him when you are healthy. Don't just pray to Him when you are sick. Do you all agree? If you agree, say Amen. Right? You know, I, I'm thankful to God. I've been very, very, very ill before for, for a long time in my life. You know, and, and today, I, every day, I'm very thankful for divine health. To just be, to live in divine health, I'm genuinely thankful. And God is my witness. Every day, I, I'm, every day I thank Him. And thank Him for, for, for well-being, for not just me, but over the family, over the children. Thanksgiving is best expressed in praise and worship. So the psalmist were expressing in Psalms 92, it's good to give thanks to the Lord, to make music, to praise your name, O Most High. So I, 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 today I want to awaken your heart of gratitude, you know, and, and to be deliberate, intentional, and intentional in expressing thanksgiving to Him. You know, it draws you to Him. It, uh, it focuses your eyes on Him above all, all the challenges of the world around us and all the differing voices and even deceptive influences. You know, when you are focused on Him, you, you stay very sharp, very clear to the heart of God. Always, always approach Him. The Bible tells us, always approach Him with a grateful heart of, of thanksgiving. Many, many, many scriptures in the Bible tells us that. 
in, 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 in Psalms 95 verse 2, it says this, let's come into His presence with a song of thanksgiving. Let's shout happily to Him with, with psalms. So I want us to make it a habit, you know, to, to be grateful. Every day, wake up. When you wake up first thing in the morning, say, thank you, Lord. Another day of my life, another beautiful day in which I can experience your goodness. I, I can reflect your glory. You keep that conscious in your heart and mind. Jesus is our good example. You know that? Jesus lived a life like that. He's our, he's our example. Dur during His earthly ministry, He lived a life of such a thanksgiving for us to follow. He gave thanks to the Father on many occasions. You can see in, in the Scripture, you know, many occasions and for many, many things, He gave thanks. Interestingly, it's good to know that everything was created by Him in His divinity. But yet, you know, when He walked on the earth as a man, He was quick to give thanks to God for everything that He enjoys. And you know what? Something miraculous happened every time He gave thanks. You know that? He gave thanks to God when He broke the loaves and fish, and, and, and fed 4,000 people. You can read about that in, in Matthew 5, for example, Matthew 15, when he says that he took the seven loaves and the fish, when he had given thanks, he broke them, gave them to the disciples, and they in turn to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. Uh, you know this pattern of thanksgiving. He did the same on another occasion and fed more than 5,000 people. Uh, this is in John. John 6, chapter 10, uh, verse, verse 10 and 11. Jesus said, Have the people sit down? There was plenty of grass in their place, and the men sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. You see a pattern here now? And this, I've said many times, you've been here for a while, you know, I've, I've said this many times before. What you give thanks for multiplies. This is a powerful principle, powerful principle in the Bible that is not difficult to understand because we parents can identify, can identify with that. If, if, you, if mommy cooks something and your children come to you and say, thank you, mommy, this is my, the best food in the world, or I can eat this every day, guess what? Mommy will cook again. It's called multiplication. <laughs> you know, what you give thanks for really you know, attracts the giver to want to give you more. Isn't that logical? And the Bible reveals this supernatural dimension to the power of thanksgiving. That what you give thanks for is enough to bring satisfaction. They, get, they eat all they want and all were satisfied. I want you to see that every time Jesus gave thanks, the blessing is multiplied to bring satisfaction, satiation. Uh, uh, sufficiency. See that? Wow, this thought itself is already so rich. I want you to dwell on it for a moment. Am I a thankful person? Maybe that's what I need to do, you know, to be just more thankful instead of always griping and whining about how, how, how much better life my neighbor have or my cousin have or whatever. You know, why not choose, just take, this, take a moment and dwell on, on what you have in hand. It will multiply, you know. Amen. Thank God for your divine health. And you become healthier and healthier. Thank God. Thank God for wellness, for preservation, for provision. It will multiply. Jesus, thank God. In every situation, he, he would thank God. He thanked God for hearing His prayer concerning the raising of His friend Lazarus from the dead. You can go read about it in John 11. He thanked God for raising His friend. He gave thanks even to God for, for, for the bread and wine that he had with the disciples at the Last Supper. That is knowing he was going to suffer a gruesome death in the short moment. He was giving thanks for the provision with his disciples at the Last Supper. It, if, it is, if it was so important for Jesus to live a life of thanksgiving, certainly it should be important for us. Don't you all agree? And, and he, was, he, he gave thanks in all, in, in all situations. Imagine just, just moments before he was tortured and crucified, which he foreknew. He knew he was going to, to face that kind of a death. He was still thanking God. You know why? Because the Word of God does say in Ephesians 5.20, always give thanks to God the Father for everything. 
give thanks to Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, give thanks. That is a thankful heart. That's a spirit of thanksgiving that God wants us to have. Why, why is this so important? Because giving thanks is our acknowledgement, it's the expression of our faith that our daddy is in control. That I can thank you that, Lord, you are in control. That you can cause all things to turn out for my good. Even when things don't look good. And if anyone had an excuse for not thanking God, it should be Jesus on the night before his gruesome death on the cross, which he knew he was going that which he knew was going to take place. And yet he was giving thanks. Can you not give thanks? I have met, I can tell you as a pastor, I've met many, many, many believers, you know, uh, in situations that are challenging to him, uh, to, to them, to she, to whatever, you know, and, and you know what? Oftentimes, one of the things that, that is the most lacking in the situation is thankfulness for all the good they have experienced. And they're so focused on the challenge. And why, why would God, Pastor, tell me, why would God allow this to happen? You know, I'm a tither. You know, I'm a tither. You know, and, and, and even people who are sick. Many a times I pray for people who, who are ill, you know, or with some sickness, especially the chronic ones, you know. I've, I've asked them, why don't you worship and thank God for healing? You'd be surprised for the breakthrough instead of just begging, God, God, hear me. Why don't you just thank Him that by your wounds, I was healed. And I thank you, God, you have made provision for my recovery. You have made provision for my wellness. You have made provision for my healing. Thank Him. Do you know that's, that's, that oftentimes is even more powerful than just begging, begging. Because thanking Him is acknowledging what He has already promised you that He has done for you. It's such a powerful principle. That's why the Bible, the, the, the Scripture exhort us, the Scripture exhort us to give thanks. To give thanks. Even in praying, we are to give thanks when we pray. So I want to take a moment to talk about this. Praying with thanksgiving. It is, it is a biblical example for us to pray. We should, I, I believe we should always start our prayer with thanksgiving. It's my habit in life to always start with thanksgiving. It's my wife's habit too. Maybe I don't know who started it first, but we've always done that. And it's our, our children's too. Every time they open their mouth, it's uh, thank you Lord that that even in this situation of this is and it, it, all, we always start with thanksgiving because because it's so powerful. Philip Philippians, look at Philippians chapter four verse verse six. It says here, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God." So the Bible says about anything, you know, never get anxious. Never get anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. What God is saying is, you come to me believing I can act on what you're saying. That's why there's a thanksgiving that comes with it. It is focusing our eyes, our faith on Him that what I'm praying, He's listening and He's going to act on it. I can expect that Daddy's going to act on this situation. That's why the praying comes with the thanksgiving as well for the answer that's along the way. Amen? Praying with thanksgiving is an act of giving God all, of giving God all your challenges, all your burdens and trusting that He is in the process of answering your prayer. And so Bible says when you pray, you pray with faith, right? The Bible does say that if this man prays and he wavers and he does not believe, let him don't even, don't even waste his time, I paraphrase, all right? If you don't pray with faith, you don't get any result, any answer. So how do you pray with faith? Then, so you pray with, with thanksgiving. That's how you pray with faith. That's why you can thank him in advance for the divine outcome of answered prayers, even as you pray. It is a powerful principle and, I, and, and I, I live this in my life. It's not just a theory for me. I've, I've been doing this for decades now. You know, having seen God done some of the most marvelous things, the most ridiculous turnaround of situation. Wow, we can really thank Him in advance every time we pray. Thanking Him in your prayer is truly the expression of faith that you believe He is answering your prayers. I can, I, I can, I can quite safely say, Perhaps maybe about 90% or more of, of my prayer life, my prayer begins with thanksgiving. 
And I can say that on behalf of my household. It's our habit now. We always start with thanksgiving because, because if you know that Jesus has already done everything for you, you know, what is there to bang? I said before when I did this whole series on prayer, I wonder if you remember for those of you who have, who have heard it, I said that prayer doesn't make God give you anything more. What are you saying, Pastor John? Then why, why, so why should we pray? Well, if you understand that in Christ, God has given us everything, everything pertaining to life and godliness. That is, Second uh, 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 Peter 1 tells us that, you know, through our knowledge of Him, He has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Everything has been given us up front. Ephesians 1.3, in Christ, we're seated in heavenly places, having been given every spiritual blessing. It's a past tense, past perfect tense. Everything's been given in Christ. So in the light of that, the perfection of Christ's redemptive work, then why do we ask for anything if through Him, has, if God has given us everything? Romans 8.32 says, if He has given you His Son, will He not with Him freely give you how many things? All things. So, so why do we pray then? That's, that's why I said before, many times, that prayer doesn't make God give you any more things. Prayer makes you access the thing that God has given you in Christ. That's why, if, if, so we are not praying from the place of not having wanting to have or from the place of defeat, wanting to have victory. We are praying from the place of victory, enforcing Christ's redemptive work on the situation. You understand? It's a very different stance. It's a prayer of faith, not a prayer of, of I'm not so sure, so I beg some more, cry louder. You know, it's not. It's not, you know. Prayer doesn't make God give you any more than what He has already given you in Christ. But prayer helps you access what He has given you in Christ. That's why, on that notion, we come to God thanking Him that it's been done. So, so I give an example. When I pray for someone who is ill, I don't come to God and say, God, if it be your will. How many Christians pray like that? You know, if it be your will. Well, now, if you're not even sure that if it is God's will or not, no, I'm not willing. Ta-da! You know, what? Surprise! I'm not willing. Please, if you're not even sure that you're not praying with faith. So I never pray for people, Lord, if it be your will. You know, I say, Lord, I thank you that Jesus has provided the healing. When Bible says, by His wounds we were healed, that is thanking Him. Acknowledging is something done in Christ, given through Christ. That's why He has a thanksgiving always attached with every prayer. You know, I thank you, Lord, that you're in control of this situation and that your grace is sufficient for me. Father, I thank you that greater are you who is in me than he that is in the world. And, and this healing that we need is already provided for in the cross. That's how I pray. And this is the truth. And that's how my family prays too. And I want to encourage you that if you understand how perfect the redemptive work of Christ is, you will, your prayer will, will be transformed into thanksgiving actually. It's from the... It's from the place of victory and provision and, 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 and wellness and forcing the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. Can I hear an amen? amen. That's why thanksgiving is, is, is powerful. It, thanksgiving is aligning your heart to the fact, to the eternal truth that, like, that Jesus has done it. Jesus has accomplished the victory. Jesus has brought you. Jesus has brought you the provision because the Word of God clearly says that. Amen. Amen. Now I want you this. I want you to allow this to sink into your heart because in a moment's time we're going to give thanks for what God has done for us this 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 past year and what you know He's doing in your life. Prayer and praise and thanksgiving enhance and empower our prayer lives because they keep our faith focused on the Lord, anticipating His working in the situation. That's the power of it. So in the, in the book of Psalms, in 92 verse 4, it says, Therefore you have made me rejoice, Lord, by what you have done. I will shout for joy because of the works of your hands. When we pray, we're celebrating the works of His hand. And for us in the New Testament, especially what He has already done for us in Christ Jesus. Every time we pray, we praise and thanksgiving, we're focusing our faith on Him not on the situation, on His working on this situation, not on the, on the, on the look of this situation. It's very different. Your focus is on, on something very different, which means conversely, focusing on our problem have a different outcome then. 
If you focus on your problem, it, it just stifles your faith. It just robs you of your peace. It doesn't provide you the solution. If you just focus, focus on, you know, sorry, I can say, if, you know, sometimes if you look, look at the money so close, even chikak like guchalen, you know. I mean, it means, you know, even a penny looks like a, like, like a big wheel, you know. If you look at something up close, a small thing can become very big, all right. And, and, and if you look at, if you focus on your problem, it can become really, really big to you. And then it overwhelms you and your faith is completely, you know, crushed. And God said, no, 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 focus on Him. Don't focus on your problem. When you focus on your problem, it takes away your attention from His living presence in you. And it hinders you from hearing Him for instruction. And that is a dangerous place to be in. When you are so distracted by all your problems, you are not hearing Him anymore. I always say, right, God speaks at the frequency of peace. And if you are ruffled out of that place of peace, you can't hear Him. You can't hear Him. And, and, and one way that we can focus on Him is to come to Him with thanksgiving. Father, I thank You that even though this situation looks bad, I thank You You love me. And Your love drives away all the fear from my heart. That is the right way to pray. That is biblical that aligns with the finished work of Christ, with the, with the victory of Jesus Christ. The Scripture tells us to focus on Him in all circumstances. Do you know that? Check this out with me in 1 Thessalonians 5. We'll, I'll read verse 15 to 18. Why don't we read this together? Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, stay with me for a moment. This is, uh, this, is, this is a heavy statement here. This is the will of God. Sometimes people say, I don't, Pastor, I don't know what's the will of God. I can tell you what's the will of God. Because this, this scripture clearly states the will of God for you in all situations. You might be facing a situation at work or a calamity in your career, whatever, whatever. You know. And you say, I don't know, what's the will of God? I can tell you what's the will of God. God just say, be joyful. God says, you pray. And God says, give thanks in this situation. Wow, how to give thanks? You know how bad this is? This is the will of God. How do you know? Well, First Thessalonians chapter 5. <laughs> this is the will of God. It's a heavy-hitting statement, you know. This is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus. God says, what is the will of God? What is the will of God here? That for us who are in Christ Jesus, who are His people, that in all situations, we are to pray. And not just pray, you know. He said pray and give thanks to Him. For only that will keep us in joy. Always. So you can be joyful in the midst of all circumstances if you learn to focus your eyes on Him and give thanks to Him that He's in control and He's able to work all things out for your good and for His glory. Amen. Amen. Now it, it's, it's a heavy statement here. God said, it is my will that you do that. So would you yield to the will of God? Now, I want us to note this. The, the Scripture doesn't say, doesn't say this. Yeah? Now, people read wrongly, you know. Because sometimes people say, oh, give thanks. Ah. Oh, uh, accident. Oh, thank you for the accident. Ah. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. You're misreading the word. Now, misreading the word. Oh, uh, miscarriage, you give thanks. Ah. Oh, thank you, Lord, ah, for the miscarriage. No, no, no. It says, pray continually, give thanks in, in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. Because we give thanks for that which is of His will. We don't give thanks for that which is not of His will. But if we give thanks for that which is not of His will, but yet believing in Him, He can turn that to align with His will. That's why we give thanks. You understand? Let me repeat some of that. The heart is a bit hanging. Hanging, I got reset, reset. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me repeat. <laughs> the, the Bible doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances. It says, in all circumstances, we can give thanks. Why? Because not all circumstances are of God or, 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 or His will. But yet, Bible says, if you were to give thanks over those situations, He can turn it around 
to align with His will for your good and for His glory and purpose. That is what we give thanks for. So, so in, in a situation that is really bad, let's like say, for example, uh, 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 your loved one goes bankrupt, you know. Lord, thank you for his bankruptcy. No, 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 no. Thank you, God, that in this bankruptcy, we can look to you for divine supply, supernatural provision. That is giving thanks in all circumstances. That God is in control, and because He's in control, what, the, what does His Word say He will do? He can work, cause all things, not just some things, all things to work out for our good who love Him. Amen. And who have been called according to His purpose. So what, what He's saying is this, in all situations, my child, this is my will. You stay in joy. You keep your joy. You pray about this situation and you give thanks to me that I'm in control, that I'm at work right now because I'm able to cause all things around to turn out for your good according to my purpose. Amen. Amen? Amen. Is there something in your life right now that truly weighs you down you know, and, and, and it eats away your faith and you pray, pray, pray until you... <laughs> you gave up already. You know, you, you have stopped really believing God for it. You know what? Today, I want to revive your heart again, right? uh, revive your faith again. I want to ask, tell of you to come back to God with thanksgiving that, Lord, I know this has been heavy on me, but you're in control. And you are able to turn things around for my good according to your purpose. And I give thanks for that. Can I hear an Amen. Amen. You, you must learn to, you know what? You know what? Learn from David. He, he chose to bless God, praise God all the time, no matter what is going on. You know that? So in Psalms 34, verse 1, he declares, I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. So you will never hear David say, Daya, Daya, see thou, see thou. No, no. He never curse himself. You know, yeah, he, he's like, oh, oh, live, live, bless, bless. No matter what is happening around him, he, he, he say, I will, I will only praise. I will not let grumble come out of my mouth. I will thank you because, because he had such a revelation of God's power and goodness towards him. So we have reason to give thanks. Amen. Amen. In a while's time, we're going to give thanks, you know. In a while's time, we're going to, I want you to, to recall the things that you can give thanks for. Just this morning, you know, I was, I was thinking about this. I was brushing my teeth, wake up, you know. I was brushing my teeth. And I suddenly remember, suddenly remember a healing I've never shared, almost never shared in all my life and ministry of, of a supernatural healing that took place. Wow, 20 years ago, 97. Uh, just suddenly, Papa, like, oh, yeah. Oh, I've never given thanks. I mean, talked about it. I've thanked him for it, but I never talked about it to people. I, 97 was a year, uh, was uh, uh, my anniversary, and every year, my anniversary during those years, I tried to make an overseas trip with my wife. And to celebrate our anniversary, our marriage anniversary. And 97 was a year we were heading for Hawaii. And, and, and I, we pre-booked everything online. Uh, 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 all, the, all, the, uh, all the bike down the volcano, dive into the ocean, snorkeling, everything we pre-booked already. Everything pre-booked, all right? And, and we were so looking forward to it. And just three days before that, I started to have piles. You know, it's the first time in my life it was... It was painful and, and, and all that. And I went to the doctor and the doctor immediately scheduled me for surgery the day before I left. Uh, we left, you know, and, and it was a big bomb. Man, wow, one pimple can cost $3,000. Voila. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, it was a, and not just that, you know, the doctor told me, say, what, you're, you're leaving the country? I said, yes. I, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to be Hawaii. I, I'm a skydive and this and that. And he said, no, no. After the surgery, you just have to sit on a a float or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, like, that's all. Everything has been booked, you know. So it was like, not just it's the money, it's the pain, it's the... And they say, oh, you got to come back, you know, for surgery tomorrow and then before you leave the day after. I was so upset. 
so upset, you know, I felt that it was the devil destroying my holiday. You know, I went home, I remember kneeling beside my bed and I said, Lord, I'm not going to let this trip be destroyed like that. It's not just the pain, the money, the surgery. And then I go down there walking like that. <laughs> I said, Lord, you know, I, you know what? I was praying, right? I, know, I don't get too graphic, right? But the Lord did a surgery on me while I was praying. And I bled. He, he did an excavation for me, you know, while I was praying. And I could feel it, you know. And I run to the toilet and verify. And I come out screaming at my wife, what, what, what? What happened? I said, I'm healed. I'm healed. Yes, kawaii, here I come. You know? <laughs> really, really. I suddenly remember this is the first time. I, I think in 20 years, well, 97, 07. 20 years. This morning, I was just brushing my teeth. And, and, I, and I gave thanks. I said, Lord, yeah, I haven't given thanks. Wow, you know, you gave me a supernatural surgery. And, and, and I went to the trip completely healed. So the next day, the, the next day I call up the, the surgeon, which is the day before I left. I say, uh, I'm not coming in anymore because the Lord healed me and he was so upset. <laughs> he said, I already booked the theater. I booked everything, you know. You must come in. I said, why for? <laughs> Dr. Jesus already did the job. Bye. <laughs> Christian doctor some more. He was upset. He was upset on the Lord. He didn't say, oh, praise the Lord. He didn't, you know, he didn't. <laughs> forgive him. <laughs> but I just want you to know the power of thanksgiving, you know, the power of thanksgiving. Do you know that praise defeats the enemy? And I, this one you can do a whole conference by itself, you know, the power of praise. Do you know that often as we just praise and thank God, even in the midst of our storms and challenges, do you know God's power is already released upon the situation to undo the yoke of the enemy while you are praising Praise is such a powerful weapon that God has placed at our disposal to take down our enemy with. Do you know that? Praise defeats the devil and every demonic power that he has assigned against you. How, how does it work? Why, why, why praising him scatters the enemy? Well, because the Bible says God is enthroned on the praises of his people, which means God shows up in his manifest glory. He's so attracted to your praise. Psalms 22 verse 3 says, You are holy and thrown on the praises of Israel. God is attracted to the praises of His people. He's, do you know that when we praise God, He's enthroned in our midst and the enemies have to scatter. Wherever God shows up, the enemy has got to go. Amen. Amen. So I want, I want, to, I want to suggest to us this. In some chronic situation you've been praying about, maybe for even years and now you've given up because all your prayers and petition has not seen any result. Why don't you just pepper on a bit of thanksgiving? Why don't you... Yeah, I want you to try this. After all, you've been praying for years and no result, right? <laughs> Why don't you go to God and say, I thank you that you are in control. I thank you that you're at work in this situation. Just only recently, a few months ago, I was praying about something that's... Uh, uh, you know, some prayer is a short term, some prayer is a long term. I was praying for salvation of someone that I was so discouraged about, you know, a loved ones. And I was still praying, I've been praying, you know, and about this loved one, you know, and I was perturbed, you know, Lord, it's been years, I've been praying, Lord, breakthrough. And God said, why don't you try thanking me? And I thought, oh yeah, about this matter, I was so used to the, in that sense, so used to the defeat of it, I have not thought about it from a new angle of, of thanking God that He's at work. So I started to do that. It, so it, it takes God to remind us sometimes, you know. So I want to share this lesson with you. Why don't you to, to, to start thanking Him for the situation that you are already so downcast and discouraged for so long? Thank Him for the breakthrough by faith. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus, through Jesus, the answer has been provided for. And I thank you for the breakthrough. I thank you for the victory. Victory is a gift, by the way, in the Bible. Thank Him who gives us the victory. First Corinthians talk about that. He gives us the victory. You don't fight, you know. You thank Him for the victory because victory is a gift. Our fight is a fight of faith, believing that He wrought the victory for us. Chim, right? Chim, right? <laughs> victory is a gift, you know. So what do you do to, hold the, to lay hold of the victory? You thank Him, you know. You believe Him that He has won the war. Wow. Check that out. So today, I want to I I encourage you, my Beloved brothers and sisters, you know, I want to encourage you to develop the attitude of gratitude. 
I want you to help me preach. I want you to poke the one next to you. Develop the attitude of gratitude. Come on, tell the one next to you. Develop the attitude of gratitude. Because I want the point to get into you that it, it takes intentionality. It doesn't happen by chance. You need to develop the attitude because I, I've met some very, very ungrateful people. <laughs> you know, you can see a lot of blessing on their life, but they're always whining about that which they feel they don't have. It's a trap. It's a trap. You need to be you, you need to develop the attitude of gratitude. We all have many things to be thankful for in this life. Do you agree? Yeah. The problem is that we can so easily get used to the blessings and then we start to take them for granted and only seeing that which we don't have or we think we, we are not given yet, you know, and then we start to feel upset. You know, and, and all this time, you know, we have been blessed. We can get so used to having, well, you know, environment safety, clean water, you know, healthy food. You know, last time when I was living in, in, uh, in China as a, as a missionary, you know, uh, with my wife, we, we really pray over our food before we eat because we don't know what we're eating. <sighs> Almost every other day, we've got some horror story on the news. You know, that the ham, you know, the very famous ham, you know, Qinghua, you know, it, it, it's, they soak it with pesticide and hang it up to cure. Pesticide, you know, so that the fr- flies will not get onto it. And then another day, this is fake. Another day, that is chemical. Another day, oh, this fish looks fresh because of formaldehyde. They use formaldehyde, you know, for embalming dead bodies, you know, to make it look pretty. I mean, every other day, we're receiving some kind of horror story about food, and we cannot tell. So what do we do? Ah, yeah, give thanks and eat. But, but, but that's after we really pray well for Lord. Sanctify this food. <laughs> now we, we feel so much safer and we can get used to it, you know. We can get so used to clean water, a nice home, you know, uh, uh, good clothes, you know, and, and, and convenient transportation, uh, transportation, and then a little bit of MRT breakdown. Oh, garment, garment, you know. It's called spirit of entitlement, you know that. Hey. You, you, you want to know what's bad transportation? You come with me to China. I, I went on the bus with white T-shirt. I'm not joking. White T-shirt. I squeezed onto the bus, you know, and, and squeeze, 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 you know. And, and my head, you know, that it was so crowded, you know. It was so crowded, people were hanging out of the door and the driver shut the hydraulic door to cut people off. It would go... Pang, pang, pang. Ah, ah, ah. Every station, ah, and then people drop off. Yes, and you hear people screaming, water so ah, water so ah. And then he opened a little bit, and for that person to give it, oh, water pow pow, water pow pow. You know, the, the bag could be outside the, the bar, you know. Well, well be it that's 20 over years ago. <laughs> but it was bad, you know, it was bad. And we, we were squeezed, chest. <laughs> we cannot even lower. All the heads are up because you're so close to one another. I couldn't tell if people were picking my pocket because whole body is in contact with someone. Whole body. And my head was pressed against, the, you know, that box where the mechanism for the hydraulic system, my head was pressed against it. You know. was, wow, 30 minute journey. I came out, my shirt became black. White t-shirt with all the stain, you know, grey, brown, you know, all that. All like, like come back from war like that, you know. <laughs> 30 minutes. Really, I've been through that. And I see today a bit of, a bit of uh, delay. Oh, complain. I must complain. I, would sk- I complain. Sk- yeah. Please give thanks. Delay, pray in tongues. You know, talk to God. Relax. Jesus is th- sitting on the throne. He didn't fall off because the MRT got shut down. Please. You know, really, you know, it's called entitlement. After a while, he got so used to the convenience, the cleanliness and everything, efficiency. Wow, we, we, uh, we take that for granted and we feel like we're entitled to this. And the moment something is taken off a little different, oh, we get all worked up, upset and all that. And you know what? I really, really, I mean this, you know. I want us to train yourself to have the attitude of gratitude. That praise the Lord, you know. Praise the Lord for all the good that you're doing, all the good that, and comfort that I'm enjoying. 
Thank you, Lord, for excellent education, freedom and security in our nation. Amen? Amen? And, and then, and then we, sometimes we take that for all for granted and we forget the millions of people around the world who do not enjoy what we are enjoying right now in our life. Don't let little things rob you of your joy and of your grateful heart before God. Can I hear amen? Amen. I believe that maintaining an attitude of gratitude is something we need to do in purpose. It, it, we need to be purposeful about this. So I want to encourage us, brothers and sisters, take time daily to think about your blessing and then voice your gratitude to God for His continual goodness in your life. Develop the attitude of thanksgiving in every situation. Amen? I mean, for us in the family, for me in my household, dinner time is for that. You know, before the dinner start, oftentimes I will share about something that we can give thanks for. Uh, which, I mean, it's not just a ritual. You know. For me, I really mean it like, wow, I, know, I like to recall Pat, Nancy and I will share with our sons you know, the things that what we used to go through you know, uh, and, and what's the blessing now in contrast that we do enjoy. You know, and create an atmosphere of thankfulness that we are giving thanks is not just a ritual but really it's an overflow of what is in our heart. Right? And this this is the moment where I quickly touch on this trap of ingratitude. Because as human beings, we, we, we all struggle with selfishness to one degree or another and have ingratitude in our heart. And we can pray and believe God for something and, and, and even be very thankful and grateful for it when we do receive it. But you know why? It doesn't take long for us to, to start to get used to it you know, and, and, and then start to take things for granted. And then after a while, we come to think that we are entitled to all of this. So if we are not careful, we can even develop a demanding attitude in our relationship with the Lord. I'm talking about us and God now. You know, we can become upset and aggravated if the Lord doesn't seem to have given us something that we have been praying for or we think we are entitled to. Careful. Let this message... We, any ingratitude out of your heart, if there be any in your heart. Because as His children, we do have glorious inheritance. We, we have, you know, but it takes a humble spirit for us you know, to, to receive what God wants to give us, what God has given us in Christ. A humble attitude pleases God and keeps our hearts grateful for every blessing we have. If you've been very ill before, you, today you can... You know, be more conscious of the divine health you walk in. I was very ill. If you have been in lack before, you can be very thankful for the fact that you 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 have some spare change. You know, to be a blessing for to others. As his children, we are blessed. Aren't you blessed? We're so blessed. Look at Philippians two with me. Philippians two five to eight. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus who being in very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. And, and that's a humble attitude I was talking about. You know, and God says, let our attitude be like that of Christ. Christ should feel entitled. He's a creator of all things. The Bible says, you know, all things were created by Him. Apart from Him, nothing was created. Talking about Him, Christ, the living Word. And yet, He humbled Himself. Take on human likeness. Being found as appearance of man, He was obedient to serve God to the point of death by being a sin sacrifice for all mankind. You know, and God said, adopt the same heart, the same attitude. All right? And today, you know, let this... Christ's attitude displays any form of entitlement, the sense of entitlement that we have in life. Amen? Amen? And so here's where I want to exhort us. I want to exhort us you know, to create the culture of thankfulness in your life. Create a culture of thankfulness in your family. Be very deliberate to create a, a culture of, 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 of thanksgiving in the home, especially with your children. Can I hear an amen? especially with your children, because for them who grow up in, in rich blessing, wow, um, it's very easy to, f to, to fall into entitlement. 
in the heart and attitude. Very easy. And, and, and you know, share your story. You know, how I just I do every now and then, you know, I share little quips from my childhood, what I had to do. Oh, I'll tell my kids, don't complain about your mattress. I sleep on hard floor for many, many years of my life. Hard floor, no mattress. Hard floor until I was, I don't know, 15 years old maybe. Then I had my first mattress in my life. You know, things like that. You know, and, and I'm saying that not demean them or what, but you know, we need to be thankful. Every good and perfect gift in life, Bible says, comes from our Father of Light above. You know, we 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 must remember every good thing comes from Him. Amen. Amen. Very often when our when my family sit down for dinner, that's when we recall where God has taken us from, brought us through, you know, and we thank Him for what He has done, you know, and and then we thank Him for what, for the food in the way that's genuine from our heart. We are thankful. Nancy and I would often talk about our childhood and what, we, what we've been through and how God has brought us through. You know, I want to encourage us, especially parents, to be deliberate to create thankfulness, a culture of thankfulness in the home. I'm sure you can recall too the tough times that you had, right? And remembering them makes us thankful for how God has brought us through by His goodness. You know, don't let this be missed out by the next generation. And then grow up like it's normal. It's normal to, you know, to live in this level of affluence which they don't even know is affluence. You know, well, it's not normal. Maybe you can like you would like to consider bringing your kids on some mission trip. I did. I brought my kids on mission trip. One time, I brought them to China to just serve at the orphanage. Yeah, and then it was like da kai yan jie. I mean, it's like wow, it's eye opening for them. <laughs> brought them to Thailand you know, through brother Jason Chi. Brought my sons. I saw them with no shoes. The kids there, we did you know uh, some mercy ministry and all that, and and the kids are like. So broken, the clothes and and they have two T-shirt. <laughs> this boy, you know, and things like that, and, and and open their eyes to be able to see. Wow! In comparison, I'm so blessed. I want you to plan about this. Be deliberate. Be intentional about this. Yeah, bring your kids on mission trip. Yeah, or when you sit down for a meal, ask someone to name something they can give thanks for. They can really be thankful to God about. So we, we keep our heart mindful of His goodness in our lives. Amen. Amen. Yeah. What I'm encouraging us is, is to make thankfulness a habit. Yeah. Make it, make, make it a habit, not just in your own life, but in the family, in the household. Yeah. So right now, right now, I want to ask you a bit of a, of a point, pointed question. You know. I encourage you to examine your life. Pay attention to your thoughts and your words and see how much thanksgiving you express. Do you, do you murmur and complain about things or are you thankful? Take a moment, really take a moment. Yeah. Hmm, am I a thankful person? Yeah. I encourage you to be thankful, to be positive. If you aren't, it's just a matter of just forming a new habit. Just forming a new habit to be giving thanks. On any given day, you know, we, we may feel good, you know, or bad, happy, or sad, or not excited, or discouraged, a thousand of other things, you know. Although feelings can be very strong and demanding, we, we, we do not have to let them rule over our lives. You know, we can rein it in. We can learn to manage our emotions rather than allowing them to manage us. You know, and thankfulness is something we must do on purpose. If you're willing to make the right choices regarding how you feel, God will always be faithful to give you the strength to do so, you know, to stay positive, always mindful of His presence in your life, His presence in your household, His goodness over you as a family, and, and, and be very expressive about it. Amen. Amen. Be thankful. Be thankful for all that God has done. In a moment, I want you to recall what you can be thankful for. Yeah. Have you stopped to think about how much you have, you have to be thankful for? I'm going to stop a while here. If you woke up this morning with a healthy body or with bodily parts that people don't have, you are blessed already. If you have food, you have clothes, a place to live, 
Do you know you're already more secure? Okay, wait, let me ask. Okay. Who here you have food, you have clothes, you have a place to live? Do you know you're more secure already than more than 75% of the world? By that, you're already in a good place. Now, if you have money in the bank, in your wallet, even some spare change at home to give to your kids, ang pao, it's coming sooner, coming sooner, got to <laughs> start to stash out for it really. You know, if you have some spare cash, you have money even in the bank, do you know you're already the top 8% of the world's wealthiest people? You are already the top 8% of the world. If you've never experienced the danger of war, the loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, or the pangs of starvation, you are ahead of about five to 600 million people in the world right now. Do you know you are blessed? Let's try if everyone can read this. What, what does it say? Wow! Wow, by you reading that, do you know you are more blessed than about 2 billion people in the world who cannot read? <sighs> Don't overlook any blessing. Thank God every day for His goodness in your life. Can I hear an amen? For the fact that you could read that. You are ahead of about 2 billion people, you know who cannot read in the world. Hebrews 13, verse 15 says, Therefore by Him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Do you know God so enjoyed it? God so enjoyed it. He, he, he's a fruit that He enjoys. What fruit do you like? I like durian. Some people hate it. I don't know what fruit you like. God loves this fruit. This fruit of our lips giving thanks to Him. And it, it says there, offer the sacrifice of praise. Many a times, it's a sacrifice to do it. In the midst of your trial, in the midst of your, of, your, of, your, of your difficulties and challenges, and you still lift up your hand and say, I praise you, God. I know you're faithful to me, and I will put my trust in you, and I thank you that you will hold me through. Do you know that is then a sacrifice? In the midst of challenges, you will still praise Him. That is a sacrifice of praise. And to God, that is the fruit of your lips, giving thanks. Wow, and you receive as His offering from you. Would you do that? I want to ask you to stand up right now. Come. I want the musicians to come. Can you just play softly in the, in the background for, for a moment? Yeah, we're going to put it to practice immediately what we learned today, all right? It's going to be a powerful moment. God may just re remind you of something that you've, you've forgotten, some wonderful thing that He has done for you that you, you forgot to share as a testimony with others, you know, and to, and to let your heart be filled with gratitude all over again that, wow, Daddy is so good. My Papa in heaven is so good to me. I want you to look at that. So I want you to just, maybe just close your eyes for a moment and just let the Holy Spirit reveal to you by revelation His goodness towards you, His love, His faithfulness, His provision. As the year draws to a close in the next two days, I want you to recall all the good that God has showered upon you in this last year and even the years before, whatever the Holy Spirit is raising them up to your consciousness in you. I want you to, for a moment, put away all that troubles you. Put away all the shame, all the regret, all the remorse. Just put away everything else that may distract you even at this moment. Put away your, your debt, your financial burden. Put away your business struggle. Put away your, your, your mistakes, investment mistakes, whatever. Put it all away. Mistakes you've made regarding relationship and whatever. Just put it all away first. Take a moment and just dwell on what you can give thanks for. And then, thank Him from your heart. Whisper with your mouth. Say, Lord, thank You. Thank You for my life. 
I could have died in the accident. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I can still work and make back the money I lost. Thank you, Lord. I can still give the relationship a go and, and, and you are at work. Thank you, God, you are in control. And if I, as I give thanks to you and acknowledge you, you will direct my path. Because the Word of God says, trust not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He will direct your path. So just thank Him in advance that He will direct you from here. Even for the things that have troubled you. Say, thank you, Lord. I, I put this forward, put this to you as a petition. With thanksgiving, that Papa, you love me and your love drives away all fears from my heart. And right now, I thank you. You're about, you are about to cause a breakthrough to come about. You, 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 are, you, you are about to cause things to turn around for my good and for, for your purposes to be accomplished. And I thank you, Daddy. You're so good. I praise you. I praise you for your grace that has sustained me thus far. And I thank you for greater grace in the year ahead. Greater grace. Lord, we will enter 2018 with gratitude and thanksgiving. We will enter our, the course with thanksgiving. We, we will walk through the gates with praise. We will approach you always with a heart of gratitude. And if today in our midst as you listen to this message and you realize there have been ingratitude in you or, or taking blessings for granted, would you just take a moment to repent and just say, I give this to you, Lord, I repent of this. I have forgotten how blessed I am. Thank you for the education. I do that. Every now and then I say, Lord, thank you. My eyes can see, my ears can hear. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, I got education. Thank you, Lord, I could learn languages. Thank you, Lord, I can be involved in ministry. Thank you, Lord, for the health and vitality. Thank you, Lord, for joy. Thank you, Lord, for my children. Thank you, Lord, for my home. Thank you, Lord. Everything is from you. Everything. Bible says you're the Father of lights above. You're the source of every good and perfect gift in life. So, Lord, in all circumstances, we can give thanks to You and abide in Your joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength of life. And I speak the joy of the Lord shall always be Your strength of life as You pray continually, as You give thanks in all circumstances. The Lord sustain you. The Lord takes up your battle and give you the victory in the name of Jesus. Thank Him. Come on, just thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him for your children. Thank Him for your home. Thank Him for education, for the knowledge He has given you through the system. Lord, so many things. Oh Lord, so many things we can give thanks to you for. Thank you, Lord. And as we give thanks to you, Father, we thank you. They're all going to multiply. Oh, your goodness is going to multiply. Oh, your blessings going to going to be to be exponentially multiplied in our lives. And we declare, Lord, as a church family, that we'll step into 2018 full of your wisdom, full of your favor, full of your guidance. The counsel of the Lord shall be upon us, and we shall have the anointing of the sons of Issachar, Lord, to know the seasons, oh, what you are doing, Lord, and to know what, how we shall go about in the journey up ahead. Father, I speak your plans and strategy, instruction and counsel upon all my beloved brothers and sisters in the house today, that you give them the, the exact way to go in this upcoming year with regards to their family, with regards to their career, with regards to their financial management and, 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 and investment, with regards, Lord, to their entrepreneurial strategies, Lord. Lord, you will bless, bless, bless us with wisdom, counsel, instruction, Lord, as we give thanks to you. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for instruction. Thank you, Lord, that you give us business strategy for us who are businessmen. Thank you, Lord, that you lead us in the way that we should go and you will prosper our journey before you. We, Lord, we join our hearts in faith because your word says when two shall agree upon anything, it shall be done in your name. And we join our hearts, to Lord, together today as a family and we thank you for abundant wisdom, guidance and counsel from you upon all of us 
It might be a turbulent year for the world out there, Lord. But it shall be a year of divine blessedness and favour from you. Thank you, Lord, that you will bless us and that through us you will bless the nations beyond us. Lord, you will make us a blessing unto many, many, Lord. That we will not live this year, this coming year, Lord, uh, just to survive or for ourselves, but we'll become channels of blessing through whom, Lord, you will bless people all around us, Father. Thank you, Lord. We choose to be the channels of blessing. In Jesus' mighty name, we agree and pray. Amen. Amen. Why don't we just shout our praises unto Him. Thank Him for all His goodness. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you for divine health. Thank you, Lord, for our family. Thank you, Lord, for church and ministry. Thank you, Lord, for the community of the saints. Thank you, Lord, for the enterprises you've given us to steward. Thank you, Lord, for finances you allow us to manage for your purposes. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, Lord. You have been listening to a Petra Church recording. We hope that you have been blessed. For more information and resources, visit us at petra.sg.